Hey folks, this isn't Marcus Hockett. This is Randy Newberg. Marcus is in Alaska with Kara and Rocky, and they're doing a moose hunt. So I said, you know what, I'll do Fresh Tracks Weekly this week. So we're going to give you the news section. We're going to give you a little bit of a field update that Michael and I gave when we left our Idaho elk hunt yesterday. And then we're going to get into a deeper dive on a topic, hunting elk in grizzly country. So let's get to the news stuff. I'm, I'm going to be pretty quick about this. Uh, I don't know what it is in Oregon, man. There's something crazy going on there. But right now, there's a bill that they're trying to get in the 2024 session that it's called Initiative Petition 3. Initiative Petition... Initiative Petition 3, IP3, is a proposed ballot initiative for the Oregon 2024 statewide general election. It would eliminate or end the abuse, neglect, and sexual assault of animals. Is sexual assault of animals a problem in Oregon? I mean, what the hell? So, there's, a, there, there's all this crazy stuff about whether it's animal husbandry, farming, ranching, uh, dog raising, obviously hunting and fishing. There's some crazy stuff going on there. So if you live in Oregon, you better be paying attention to this stuff and you better be getting the folks out to kill that ballot initiative. I mean, this is as crazy and as screwed up as anything I think I've seen in my adult life. And even in my child life, probably. So, another good piece of news coming out of uh, Missouri is there was a Swan Lake Wildlife Refuge in this, the, earlier this summer. The refuge said, you know what? Our budget's been cut. Our personnel's been cut. We don't even have enough people to administer the normal duck hunting that we do here. So, we're not going to have duck hunting in 2023. Well, the good folks at Delta Waterfowl said, nah, we'll take care of that. So uh, Delta Waterfowl uh, worked with uh, the refuge, which is under the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Uh, and in spite of what was stated in June, on June 6th, it's going to be open for waterfowl hunting this year, most of it. There's a couple segments of it that are going to be closed for rehabilitation work. Uh, they're, they're actually doing some good stuff there. They're trying to get rid of a lot of the tree cover and make it more useful for waterfowl hunting. Uh, so Swan Lake, if that's one of those places in Missouri, that wildlife refuge that you hunt or you thought wasn't going to be available, thanks to Delta Waterfall. And now here's another point to that. Delta said that they were made aware of this by 12 of their members. So if you're seeing this stuff going on in your neighborhood or someplace you hunt, make sure and sound the alarm. Get a hold of the organizations in the groups that can do something about it and can bring some power to the discussion. So that's good news. But now I'm going to give you some bad news out of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has this... Uh, called the HB House Bill 1300. It was a last minute amendment that if enacted, is gonna transfer $150 million from the game management accounts over to a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, here's what people need to be aware of. Pittman-Robertson, which is the excise tax that gets reallocated back to the states for 
guns, ammunition, and a lot of the other stuff we use for hunting and shooting. That 11% tax is collected, it's redistributed back to the states based on uh, license sales and a few other things in the formula. You cannot divert that. You, you can't take Pittman-Robertson excise tax money and say, oh, we're going to go build a new skateboard park or we're going to go buy new snow plows. It has to be here for the intended purpose that the Pittman-Robertson, it's called the Wildlife uh, Restoration Act, I believe is what it's called. Uh, in its formal term, we always call it PR, Pittman-Robertson. So that bill has not yet passed the Senate. So it passed the House from what I understand. So if you live in Pennsylvania, you need to be paying attention because it's not just the 150 million. You're also at risk of losing all of your Pittman-Robertson matching money because of that diversion. It's bad enough that they wanna steal money out of your game account, your license accounts. But then it could cost you up to, I think last year, what's it say here? Pennsylvania received, was the third highest among the 50 states for the amount of money received under the Pittman-Robertson excise tax, $42 million. You could lose that. So if you live in Pennsylvania, be contacting your legislature, your senator most likely from, from what it seems like here. Uh, and we can probably send you uh, or put some links in down below. So to me, those are three big issues that we like to keep you aware of some political things, some places where politicians want to come and mess up things for us. So those are three of them to think about. One of them is really good news, thanks to Delta. The other, seems like we about once a month we got to throw something out there that's coming out of the crazy state of Oregon. We usually don't see much coming out of Pennsylvania, but this is one you should be worried about. So anyhow, now that we're done with this part, we're going to go whew, to the field. Elk hunting report from Idaho. Thanks for being here. The highlight of the hunt was surely shooting a bunch of grouse. Uh, the, the down part of the hunt, the toughest mental part to get through was my liver was giving me fits on day two, I think it was. And uh, maybe it was day three. Day three. Now I can't remember. Anyhow. Uh, and so I thought, well, we'll hunt some lower country. And then I bugled and we got a response way up on the mountain, like really steep. And we went up there. And by the time we got up there, I was laid up. So I just had to sleep pretty much all the rest of the morning and afternoon. And while I was sleeping, a cow and a calf <laughs> came by. And Michael's being the good guy trying to wake me up. And because he's trying to wake me up, he only got like a second of footage of him. And they're 20 yards away. I, mean, I wake up, I'm like, huh, what? He said, didn't you hear him run off? I'm like, nope. So, that's the high and the low here. All right, cool. It was still fun. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, no Worked problem. our butt off. Yeah, it was fun. Packed a lot of miles and uh, tried hard. Yeah. I learned that you don't give up. I was pretty beat the first couple of days. And uh, you just kept on pushing. I was pretty impressed with that, Randy. Yeah? Yeah. Impressed with you or me? With you. Oh. <laughs> well, me too. Well, 
mainly you because I'm here for work. I'm working. I can't like just give up. <laughs> it was a tough hunt there for a little bit. I mean, the whole the whole hunt was pretty hard. Yeah, but you know that's public land elk hunting in a general unit. Yeah, and especially early elk season, right? The first ten days of September. It we knew it was against us. It was kind of stacked against us, but you go because yeah. you got a tag and that's what fits in the calendar and you surely aren't going to sit one back in or shoot one sitting back in the studio and boat so true cool well thanks randy thank you are we rolling yeah we're rolling all right it's me randy and kyler cabin right. not so sure if everybody knows who kyler is kyler used to work here and then what'd you do tell tell the peeps um, well, I was going to Montana State, and uh, I started working for Randy when I was 18. Um, and uh, I worked for Randy for a couple of years, and then I joined the National Guard. Um, went and did three years of active time with the Guard, and now I'm back as uh, a general doer man. And we are happy to have you. Yeah, Kyle. we are. Look at that smile. This yeah. guy has never not smiled <laughs> 24 hours in a day. All right. We appreciate you being here, Kyler. Me hey, too. Thanks, yeah, man. man. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh well marcus is in the field so fresh tracks weekly i don't know it's episode like 50 some doesn't but, matter uh it's full on hunting season hunting season's in full swing randy and i just got back from idaho um i went on archery antelope hunt earlier marcus and kara and his friend rocky who you guys may have seen on some previous episodes before are in Alaska currently, and they had some success, which is sweet. Yeah. Marcus texted Randy and I saying that he's working on some moose meat. I just got a text asking if I could go pick up several, several hundred pounds of <laughs> moose meat from the airport, and if we have any, any any space in the freezers here in the office. Luckily, we have one freezer that's open, but I don't know if it's going to be able to hold – <clears throat> not gonna fit two moose yeah no. we're getting one hind quarter in that thing yeah <laughs> but, if it's boned out yeah real yeah. well yeah <laughs> but in light of it being archery season and randy and i being in uh part of idaho that is full of grizzly bears and also kind of yeah montana as well like we've had I have five news articles right here about recent grizzly bear attacks or um Grizzly bears being euthanized because of human conflicts. Um, so yeah. today, that's kind of our topic. And uh, I don't know what do you, what do you think, Randy? We got we've had like I think it's five instances in the past couple weeks. Yeah, um, pretty crazy. I was on edge a lot this last <laughs> week, especially going through some of the country that we were going through. It's like the thickest berry patches. I'm like holding my pistol. And, like, looking around, like, Randy, are you sure we want to be in here? But the elk were bugling, so it's like, shoot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was okay with it until we ran into that one. Well, we found a pile of mountain ash berries, those orange ones that grow on trees. It looked like a great big chocolate chip, but it was orange, and you could tell it was bear poop. I was like, there's not a black bear around that may, leaves that big of a pile. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, it is so thick. I, I'm like. Hey, Michael, look at that. And Michael's like, yeah, I see. <laughs> I just, yeah. It, it yeah. adds an awareness. And, uh, you know, Kyler, you were out scouting for elk this weekend. You saw a yeah. lot of elk, and you were in the middle of grizzly country, though. 
Yeah, no grizzlies, but lots of elk. Yeah, so and that's good news there. That's one of the trade-offs is yeah. some of the best elk hunting in Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming also has some of the highest grizzly bear numbers because uh, if we start, what are we? We're at September 11th today. Yeah. God bless all yeah. those from 9-11. Seriously. Uh, but anyhow, uh, those, uh, those seasons, we're just barely into it. And yeah. we've had all these attempts or yep. attacks or conf- confrontations. We had the guys up in the flathead. The two guys ran into a bear. They shot at it. And uh, unfortunately, the one guy got shot in the shoulder. But yeah. like a bunch of people said, well, I'd rather get shot in the shoulder and live than yeah. mauled by a bear and not make it. And just before that, up at West Yellowstone, yep. there was the jogger. She was jogging down the trail where two years ago, you and I had hunted there. Yep. She came around either a corner or a dip in the trail, sowing a cub. Done. Mama kills her, kills this poor yep. woman, 48 years old. Then we got two anglers up Tom Minor. Yep. They're, they're walking along the creek fishing. Bear comes, boom, they have to shoot it yep. to defend themselves. While we were down in Idaho, just out by Island Park Reservoir, two elk hunters. Yep. Grizzly comes, boom. Yeah. They shot it. And then the most. Just, well, then the Ashton one, too. That one's a, a little different. Yeah, the, the Ashton one, they, they, those were two young, year and a half old grizzlies yeah. that got conditioned to food. Yep. And so they had to dispose of them because it, once these bears get accustomed to humans and conditioned to food, there, there's a saying a fed, dare, fed bear is a dead bear. Yep. That's. That one down in Ashton is a perfect yep. example. And then really the, the ugly one was on Friday. Uh, it's why the trail at uh, just south of Big Sky, yeah. Montana, is closed. Is And I, I'm reading from uh, the guy's daughter uh, put a fund uh, GoFundMe out there. Uh, his name is Rudy Norlander, N-O-O-R-L-A-N-D-R. Uh, he uh, rents out ATVs and stuff down in Big Sky. And I'll... Uh, read the what happened here this is this is really gruesome and uh, there, there's a reason why that trail is closed right now we stopped by there yesterday yep. and there's a map of what's closed yeah. and, uh, anyhow <clears throat> rudy is the owner of alpine adventures big sky was contacted by hunters to rent out some of his atvs after hearing that they killed but were unable to find a deer rudy being a good samaritan decided he'd go and help them search for it he tracked the deer but it turned out to not be the deer that the hunters had shot. He saw one small or adult grizzly, instinctively pulled out his firearm in hopes of scaring away the grizzly, but before he could even before he could even have time to react, a different bear, far more aggressive, was on him. Rudy aimed his gun at the bear, but his firearm misfired, making his best choice of defense his fists, as he did not have any time to get his bear spray from his backpack. As the bear lunged, the only thing Rudy could do was punch the bear in hopes of slowing it down. Unfortunately, it did not, and after the first punch, the grizzly was on top of Rudy. The grizzly left a large scratch down his right chest, bit his arms, legs, and to top it off, gave him as what Rudy describes as the most disgusting French kiss of his life before biting down and tearing off Rudy's lower jaw. Mm. That one chills you to the bone. Yeah. Luckily, he was not alone. The hunters were the that were there were able to scare the bear away and call for a life flight. But since then, the bear is deemed to be 
wounded and still in the area. Uh, Rudy, uh, this GoFundMe account out there, it's yeah. uh, Rudy Norlander. We'll uh, link it. We'll link it yeah. if people want to donate. Yeah. I mean, it's that. that's just, you think about yeah. that, that's like, whoa. So here we are, we're 10 days into, if you, Idaho opens earlier than us. Yeah. And Wyoming, they start their rifle seasons. Some of them in September, their backcountry ones. They're going to, they got, Northwest Wyoming has a higher density of grizzly bears than we do here in Montana. So you think about it. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, it's, this it, is, it's pretty wild. And uh, it's, it's just, I, I don't know. It's, it, it makes you on edge out there. But like, what are some of the things that you think, like, as a hunter, you can do yeah. to like kind of put the odds in your favor of not <laughs> <laughs> not running into like I don't know. I feel like some some of the times like we're we may like leave a little bit early in the afternoon just to like so we're not walking through that thick stuff in the afternoon. You know, in the <clears throat> dark. Um, yeah, when Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks uh, put out their closure notice of that trail on Saturday. Uh, I'm, I should pull it up here. They issued, you know, the bear aware thing. Uh, and there, so there's kind of the how to avoid a conflict with a bear. It's just a general recreationist. Yeah. Right? Make a lot of noise. Be in large groups. Yeah. Well, that's not what hunters do. No. Yeah. So then they came up. Uh, they talked about if you're a hunter. Here it says people who hunt in places or have that have or may have grizzly bears, which in Montana includes everything west of Billings, should take these special precautions. Carry bear spray and be prepared to use it immediately. Unfortunately, it sounds like that guy had it in his pack. He was counting on a firearm that is a mechanical device. Well, bear spray is a mechanical device, too. I want to know yeah. what gun. <laughs> I don't want that one. What, what, do, you, what do you carry, Kyla? I carry a Glock 29, 10 a, millimeter. Glock 20, okay. 10 millimeter. Yeah. yeah, and I just carry bear spray. Yeah. I, and well, so, well, you said you're I've saying got, you can, Yeah, I've got bear spray, too. Yeah. yeah. You're saying you can't shoot a no, pistol no, these days. No, I mean, I can't. I, I was never good with a handgun, but now I, because of all these this tendon and muscle damage from, I can't even, I couldn't hold a hand. I'm going to have, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be even worse with my left hand than my right hand, but yeah. anyhow. Uh, be prepared to use it immediately. Unfortunately, it sounds like Rudy might have had it, but it was in his pack. Mm -hmm. So hard to use it immediately there. Uh, look for bear sign, like yeah. big piles of poop of mountain ash. Uh, and be cautious <laughs> around creeks. Yeah. In areas with limited visibility, we violated yeah. that rule yeah. that afternoon. Yeah. That evening, Michael. Well, I mean, like, you got to go, like, we're out there elk hunting. So right. if yeah. we hear an elk bugle, you go. we're going to go. But... Head. But so yeah, it's just I guess keep your head on a swivel. Like don't be just like looking on the ground. I I know, like every, all the experts say, like it happens so quick you won't even notice. But like I don't know, your odds are in your favor if you got your head on a swivel. I'd say, yeah, yeah. um, like that's that's something that like I don't know if FWP or like these game agencies probably won't say is like a good tip. But like in my mind, it makes sense. It's like be looking around. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, then they said hunt with a group of people. Make localized making localized noise can help alert bears to your presence. It also is when, also tells the elk where you're at. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in a short term, short short range weapon like a bow. Yeah, that, that just 
and going to cut it. And no. a lot of times, you know, the noises we were making may be like a dinner bell to a, right. a grizzly bear. That's, that's their next right. thing is be aware that elk calls and cover scents can attract bears. Yeah. We're, we were doing a lot of elk calling. Yeah. Sound, yeah. You know, the lost calf. That's in grizzly yeah. country. I'm doing the, <laughs> you know, the lost calf yeah. sound. And we called that one yeah. calf in. She just wanted to lick us in the face almost, and she wouldn't leave. Yeah. But it's like. Man, there's nothing seeming more tender Might, to a yeah. grizzly bear. Mighty tasty for yeah. a grizzly bear. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should keep doing this. We had a that calf come in. She was doing her lost calf thing, and we were right by a creek bottom. It was just like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but you go where the elk are. Yeah. So, uh, and then it, the next one is bring the equipment and the people needed to help field dress uh, the game and remove the meat from the kill site as soon as possible. So it's kind of like how to avoid a conflict, but then once you get an elk, how to not have to fight a bear for your elk. And so do it as fast as possible. Do I, I, I there's no way I'm going to gut an elk in grizzly country. It, it's an extra step you don't need to do. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's just like, Oh, let's let all this aroma out there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it, doesn't smell any different than a dead elk lying there, but I just am not going to waste the time because I want to get it done as soon as possible. Then it says, if you need to leave a part of the meat in the field for retrieval, which just about always you have to, hang it at least 10 feet off the ground, which is almost difficult, uh, impossible. Yeah, Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. I mean, that's the height of a basketball hoop. If you've ever (laughs) tried to lift a 50 to 60-pound hind quarter, over a limb up 10 feet. I've tried it. I've never been able to get that 10 feet off the ground. I'll probably get in trouble for that, but I try. I get it as high <laughs> yeah, as I can. And when you do that, make it at least 150 yards from the gut pile or the carcass. So when we're doing the, the gutless method, the gut pile and the carcass are there. We're hanging an elk. I usually try two or 300 yards away. And then... This is a, a, oh, it says, and uh, make, feel free to make all the noise you want when you're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the boom box. White lights are on. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Hooting and hollering. Yeah. Uh, upon your return, observe the meat that, that you've hung with your binoculars from a distance. Make no, noise while approaching that meat. If the meat has been disturbed or if a bear is in that area, leave and call FWP. Fish, wildlife, and parks. Those are pretty good pointers about what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with us, uh, especially archery hunters, right? You're way more, well, one, the grizzly bears are in hyperphagia. They yeah, call it this time. They're calories, calories. They're, yeah. they're moving, eating anything. There are gut piles out there and carcasses out there. You could, yeah. If you're walking along and you smell something really rank, Get the, the, don't walk over to say, what's that? Yeah. It's probably a carcass or a gut pile that a grizzly is buried. Mm-hmm. And he might just be there thinking you're coming to steal his grocery. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. pee in the middle of that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so there's all these things we do as hunters that put us at a higher risk. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess the point of all this is if you're going to hunt grizzly country, and we do, yeah. know these things and. Have your head on a swivel and don't do what Kyler did. Don't go in there all by yourself. Did you stay overnight in there? 
No, I slept no. in the truck. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know a lot of guys will go in there by themselves. I the two encounters I've had with grizzly bears that were within fifty yards were both I was yeah. hunting by myself. I was doing a lot of these things wrong. I was mm-hmm. down in a huckleberry patch. And one of them, I'm like, this is stupid. It's September. I'm down in a huckleberry patch all by myself yeah. chasing this bugle. Yeah. yeah. So we were saying yesterday too when we were at that site where um the most recent one happened is like it's it's really unfortunate and sad but it also is like it's pretty cool that the these bears are around like it's truly like wild like a wild place right and you know i'm i'm not trying to paint a grizzly bear as a bad thing as a bad critter it's actually pretty amazing that we have them on the landscape right. truly wild places because there was a point where there wasn't very many. So, um, yeah, and like you said, it's, you know, some of the best elk hunting. You're going to have to deal with that stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, a lot of – there's a combination of things that are going on. There are more people moving to grizzly country. There are more people touristing in grizzly country. There's so much more activity than was out there 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. You take that and you combine a growing number of bears – you're going to have more of these. Yeah. You know, you were asking me out there, you're like, is this common? How many yeah. of these? I'd said, well, back in the 90s, if you heard of one every two or three years, I was like, whoa, yeah. someone got, got, you know, had a bad encounter with a bear. Mm-hmm. Now it's almost like, I wonder how many we're going to have this year. Yeah, there's multiple. Six so far, if I have my math correct, and it's only it, the hunting season's been open for uh 11 days, you know, about, yeah. I mean, I guess in Idaho, it starts, you said August. like, yeah. yeah. So it's been open a couple of weeks in Idaho. Yeah. It's been open a little over a week here in Montana. And we get more people in the woods in October for rifle season. Oh yeah. Yeah. Than we do in archery season. Yeah. Is there like any, uh, data that's like, oh, you, if you go in, you know, late November, odds are they're, they're denned up or. Or is it, 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 it's it increases the likelihood that they're going to be denned up, especially if you get an early winter like we did last year. Yeah. You know, a bear is like, well, as long as I'm adding calories, I'll be out here on the landscape. Mm-hmm. But as quick as mm-hmm. I start losing calories, I'm going to take a nap for about five months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm a little more comfortable stomping around on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Than I am on Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. totally. And I know, you know, here's the other part that always comes up in this discussion is when are we going to get to hunt them? When are they going to get off the endangered species list? Well, twice the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has delisted the grizzly bears in the greater Yellowstone region. So the the federal government is saying there's more than enough of them. We, 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 keep, we don't have room for to put any more of them. Yeah. And it's not like they're putting them there, but the the landscape, the, uh, the habitat in the recovery area is full. It's got a carrying capacity, right. probably. And every time they delist them, someone goes to a court, finds a sympathetic judge, mm-hmm. and finds some reason to get that delisting ruling overturned. So when people get all mad and say the damn feds this and the damn feds that, the feds have twice given the states control, but the courts threw it back. So. Yeah, you don't really hear uh, at least as much about this stuff happening in Alaska and places that uh, bears get shot at when yeah. they when, or they have hunting seasons right. for them. Yeah, so. and, you know, 
In Alaska, they also don't have the density of humans out there. Yeah. Truth, yeah. And the guys that are out there are way more disciplined about, you know, yeah. being prepared for grizzly bears and avoiding them. Yeah. I mean, I'm dumbfounded that whatever it is, three or four million tourists go to Yellowstone and behave the way they do. Oh, man. Yeah. And we don't have more problems with tourists getting... I saw yeah. a video on Instagram just the other day. It's like yeah. 40 yards from a grizzly bear. Yeah. Like, just what? phone up. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. No Darwin Award no right way. there. <laughs> no way. So no way. I, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm with you, Michael. It's kind of interesting. And, and I feel that we can take a lot of pride in the fact that we have made accommodations for a species that requires as large a landscapes as grizzly bears do. That means we've done something in, in a respect towards grizzly bears. But there is a ton of consequences yeah. of living among grizzly bears. And unfortunately, oh, yeah. some people pay a severe consequence. Mm-hmm. And I wish we could have grizzly bears and have zero encounters, zero deaths, zero injuries. But I, we're never going to be at that situation. So. No. But anyhow. Yeah, we got 20 minutes. We're here. Did yeah. we cover it? I think we cut. I mean, we hit 20 minutes. If you got anything else you want to talk oh, about, you got it. No, I, I just want to talk about those couple grouse I thumped that evening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was one of the best grouse archery shots I've ever made. Yeah, it was pretty. Oh, man. Right through. I had a hole yeah. like that big. <laughs> and it's dark. I can hardly see because it's getting, you know, like half hour before shooting length. Yeah. And I'm waiting for him to walk into this little opening. Thum, yeah. boom. And I was hooting yeah. and jumping up and down, and Michael's giving me high five. I, <laughs> it was, I, I mean, it's it's always fun watching oh, yeah. somebody whack oh, yeah. a grouse with a bow. <laughs> it's so fun. And we, you just know, like, a lot of times you you may, like, I'll be filming, and, like, it's really hard to film, like, through the, the limbs and stuff, yeah. but you can just hear it. Like, it's oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, he got oh, that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then you hear yeah. the flutter. Yeah. 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 Those are and some good grouse. We, yeah, we, we had them. a nice grouse dinner one night and, and leftovers uh, yeah we, we had leftovers. so many of them we had yeah. leftovers yeah so. but anyhow yeah Thanks well for the season us. season's just underway you're heading out to uh, utah tomorrow tomorrow next day yeah we're gonna yeah. try and do fresh tracks weekly every two weeks from the field even <laughs> yeah sometime. from the field right. it, it's not going to be probably as in-depth as the off season but we're gonna do our best to get them to you guys because it seems like everybody likes them and um it's it's a good way to keep people informed about public land issues issues you know whatever and what we're doing here in the office and out in the field so thanks guys appreciate it thank you see you see you